Support for the following podcast comes from Mental Health Speakers Lab, an online course and coaching program for clinicians that will establish you as a speaker and industry expert. Walk away with clarity of voice, an effective message, and a valuable call to action that will shift your one-to-one practice to global impact through digital workshops. Go to Mental Health Speakers Lab to register for the upcoming course opening. From Hope Made Strong, this is the Care Ministry Podcast, a show about equipping ministry leaders and transforming communities through care. Supporting those in your church and community not only changes individuals' lives, but it grows and strengthens the church. But we want to do that without burning out. So listen in as we learn about tools, strategies, and resources that will equip your team and strengthen hope. I'm Laura Howe, and welcome to the Care Ministry Podcast. On the show today, we'll be talking all about the seven keys to resilience and why learning the seven keys will strengthen you as a supporter and improve your ability to care for others. A few weeks ago, we went for a last-minute family camping trip. No computers, no social media, just bikes, beach, hiking, and board games and campfires. Saturday was beautiful weather, and my family went for what was intended to be a eight-kilometer bike ride through the park. My eight- and ten-year-old daughters were so excited, but a little bit nervous since they've never ridden that far. Around the fourth kilometer of the trail, my 10-year-old Adelia had a sticky break. Her bike was not working properly, and she was visibly tired. We offered to stop or turn around, but she was determined to finish. But what we thought was going to be an eight kilometer ride turned out to be 15 kilometers through hills, sand, gravel. And I was amazed at her determination. She was incredible. There is no way I could have ridden 15 kilometers on a broken bike now, let alone being 10 years old. And for some of you, caregivers and ministry leaders, this year has gone from a five-kilometer bike ride to a 15-kilometer grueling trail ride through sand and gravel with a broken bike. The last 18 months have been hard, painful even. And you would probably feel like my daughter did when she finished. And she said, I never want to do that again. And while she had sore legs for the next day and we were starving by the end of the ride, she said something really incredible. She said, Mom, now that I have ridden 15 kilometers, going for an eight kilometer bike ride doesn't sound hard at all. This is the power of resilience. And I hope as ministry leaders that you are able to face adversity and challenges and come out the other side of this year with skills and confidence. But before we really get into what resilience is, I wanted to tell you about a few resources. First, I have a free cheat sheet outlining the seven keys to resilience, and you can go to hopemadestrong.org episode six to download that cheat sheet. And second, I have created a keychain with seven tiles reminding you of the seven keys. These are great as giveaways. They've been used for small groups, church giveaways, and in support of counseling sessions. And you can learn more about them at hopemadestrong.org episode six. Resilience can feel like a buzzword. It sounds really good, but what does it actually mean? And even harder is figuring out how to achieve it. It's like the unicorn of well-being or actually achieving that elusive work-life balance. 
super nice to say and to think about, but almost impossible to achieve. But resilience is what has kept people afloat during these challenging months, and it will help propel you forward. Without realizing it, you have used one or several of these keys to overcome this year's challenges. And when you know what they are and intentionally seek to strengthen them, these seven areas, your resilience will grow. So what is resilience? Resilience is the ability to bounce back from hardship more quickly or not getting stuck when facing challenges. It's not the absence of struggle or pain. And resilience isn't an achievement that can be attained or a goal that you reach that you no longer need to develop. It's not a destination, but it's a skill that needs to be developed. It's the ability to come out of suffering quicker, easier, and perhaps with a little growth. Resilience is the result of disciplines and habits that need to be maintained in order to remain strong. It's kind of like a muscle. If you don't use it, it will lose its strength and functioning. There are seven keys to resilience or seven habits and disciplines that are practical, simple methods that strengthen your resilience. By practicing these, you will strengthen your ability to face adversity and bounce back more quickly. Something that I think would benefit us all coming out of some very difficult months. As you listen to these seven keys, think back to a time when you were struggling and facing adversity. Think about how one or two of these areas really helped you overcome, or perhaps you will remember how you were lacking in these areas and it left you depleted and perhaps even craving them. So let's get started. And I should also note that these are not listed in any specific order. One is not more valuable than the other. So the first key is connection. We were created to be in relationship with each other and with God. And we often underestimate the power of relationships, but it was one of the first things to be attacked in the Garden of Eden. In the garden, when the devil tempted Eve and Adam followed suit, the first thing to occur was shame and separation between Adam and Eve. Further, guilt and isolation occurred when they hid from the Lord. And then finally, judgment and alienation were the results when Adam and Eve were removed from the garden. But having a relationship with us was so important to God that he sent Jesus to restore what was lost. A frequent tactic of the devil is to try to create separation, isolation, and alienation between each other and between us and God. And this is done by convincing us that we don't belong, that we're not worthy enough, or that others reject us. Unfortunately, in these low and challenging moments, we tend to believe these lies and isolate ourselves, leaving us vulnerable. Although it can be tempting to isolate in times of overwhelm, refreshing and freedom comes when we connect with others. That's why staying connected is a key to resilience. A beautiful scripture that points to the refreshing nature of relationship is Proverbs 16:24. It says, "A kind word brings healing to the soul and healing to the body." The second key is rest. I recently read a quote from Pete Scazzaro that said, Sabbath is not about resting from our work, but about learning from our rest. And this sums up the purpose of rest so, so well. From the beginning of time, God modeled rest by establishing a Sabbath. God, the creator of the world, could have said that the universe was created in six days. Instead, he included the seventh day, a day of rest as part of his perfect creation, even though he didn't need rest from his work. God, who is perfect and created the world, he rested. 
Rest is part of our work. It's not a result of being lazy or having fallen bodies. When we don't include rest in our work, in our ministry and schedule, we are not fulfilling all that is expected of us. Even Jesus recognized the importance of rest. We see this at different times throughout the Gospels. Jesus tells his disciples to find a quiet place and rest. Or in Luke 5.16, it reads that Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. We need rest, not because we are weak. We need rest because that's God's perfect model of work, and it provides us protection. Rest not only includes physical rest, but it also it's also important to recognize when you need mental rest, emotional, relational, and even spiritual rest. Resiliency is all about being able to bounce back when you face difficult times, and rest is an important piece to saying resilient. Now, the third key is to have fun. Do something that you enjoy, something that soothes your soul and makes you smile. Psalms 118.24 says, This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. It is good to laugh and enjoy life. For years, I'm telling you, years I struggled with having fun because what I think is fun is not exactly typical for, for my age group. I am pretty much a senior at 40. I like puzzles, reading, walking, playing the piano, and chatting with girlfriends over good food. But I have learned that what is fun for you is perfect. There's no need to compare or evaluate or shift your fun to match others. Only what is fun for you will give you the benefits of joy and resilience. Find time in your daily, weekly, monthly schedule to engage in something that makes you smile. A great question to ask yourself is, what did you do for fun as a kid? It was a biking, sewing, music, making forts, remodeling dollhouses. <laughs> then do that. Fun doesn't require days off of work or extra money. It's simple and builds your resilience. The fourth key is meditation. Research has caught up to what we know as truth from the Bible, and it's confirmed that regular practice of meditation decreases the body's response to stress and it improves resilience. Now, while mindfulness and meditation has been made popular by Buddhist teachers, in ancient Christian contemplative practices, we see the same principles and the positive results found in scripture. Here's a definition of Christian mindfulness that I learned from Regina Tremel from our recent Church Mental Health Summit. She says that mindfulness is making mental space on purpose to turn our whole attention to God so that we can hear and abide in His voice in our lives instead of our own judgments. Oh, that's such a good definition. It's intentionally focusing on God so that his voice is louder than our judgments or our opinions. And mindfulness is produced through the practice of meditation. Or to say it a little simpler, meditation is the habit or the action and mindfulness is the skill developed. As Christ followers, our resilience is strengthened when we develop the habit of meditation by slowing our thoughts and intentionally focusing on God. This builds our ability to hear from Christ and abide in him throughout our day. The fifth key is knowing who you are. Having imposter syndrome or doubting your calling and giftings can be crippling. It can prevent you from growing, making decisions, and moving forward. You can become paralyzed when facing hardship. However, when you know who you are, 
what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are, you are better equipped to bounce back more quickly when you go through challenges. For example, in ministry, it can be tempting to expect yourself to be good or skilled at all aspects of ministry. So when you find yourself struggling or not being successful, it can cause you to doubt your calling or feel inadequate. There is so much freedom in knowing and being confident in who God made you to be. No one's good at everything. However, we often have this expectation that if God called us to do something, we should be good at all of it. It says in Psalms 139, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. God created you on purpose and for a purpose and no other human has ever or will ever have your gifts and talents. Don't be distracted by negative thoughts. Focus on the truth of who you are. There are a ton of self-reflections and assessments and quizzes to learn more about your unique giftings, talents, and abilities. Discovering who God made you to be will help you not be distracted by self-deprecating thoughts and will help you overcome challenges. Now, the sixth key is boundaries. In the last 10 years, we have learned a lot about boundaries. Even though they can be hard to set, they are necessary to our own well-being. Even Jesus would often say no to people and yes to spending time alone, refueling, and in prayer. Boundaries protect us from those who have no self-control and who wish to control us. A person with clear, healthy boundaries communicates to others what is and is not acceptable. The benefits of establishing clear boundaries will be felt in every area of your life and will strengthen resilience. Now, the seventh and final key is self-care. And the whole notion of self-care has really become popular in secular humanistic thought. However, the concept of tending to your mental, spiritual, emotional, social, and physical needs is founded in the Bible. But like many other biblical concepts, it's been distorted. Self-care has been found to be a core building block for surviving and thriving, and it builds resilience. Now, I understand that this isn't necessarily new information. We've all heard countless times that to be healthy and avoid burnout, we need to exercise, eat well, sleep well, and have some downtime. If all you think of is vacations, green smoothies, and going to spin class when you hear self-care, I am not surprised that it has moved to the bottom of your to-do list. All of these things take time, money, and a lot of effort. They become just one more thing on your very long list of things you should be doing. But the goal of self-care is not to indulge in selfish desires. The goal is to live out the great commandment found in Matthew 22, which commands us to love one another as we love ourselves. Taking time to care for yourself and to refuel is not about whether or not you deserve it. It's about God wanting to love on his children. He wants you to know him and he wants to refresh you. The time you spend refreshing and refueling is time well spent because relation because life is hard and it, relationships erode and stress builds, but you are facing it with a full tank because you've spent time refueling. It is so much harder to overcome struggles when you are weary. Tending to your spiritual, emotional, physical, social, and mental health needs helps you thrive despite challenges. Now, many of these seven keys will be familiar to you. They can almost seem too simplistic. We often think that when we are facing a complex problem or we're struggling in many areas of our life, we need complex solutions. But this isn't true. 
By practicing these simple but challenging disciplines, you will build resilience. You will be better equipped to cope with life's challenges and you'll find yourself bouncing back more quickly. Resiliency isn't the absence of hardship, but it's the skills and disciplines that will allow you to get through challenges. But trying to work on all seven keys is overwhelming. I encourage you to pick just one key, the easiest one actually, not the hardest, and to start where the ground is soft, get some quick wins, and then move on to the next one. When you improve in one area, you are strengthening your overall resilience. Thanks for listening. I encourage you to put what you've heard today into action. How are you going to be intentional about building a culture of care, both for yourself and for others in your church? And don't forget to grab that free download and check out the keychains at hopemadestrong.org slash episode six. And if you want to be reminded when an episode goes live, make sure you click follow. Thanks for connecting and take care.